From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Ridiculous News is a production of iHeartRadio and Cool 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 Audio. With amazing and crazy topics to pick and to choose, you are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. With interesting views on breaking the rules of broadcasting and all sorts of wild reports to keep us laughing. With funny off-brand, upbeat journalism, the strange and unusual stories of what we give them. When it's all about ridiculous news everywhere, we talking about ridiculous news over here. Hey everyone, welcome to Ridiculous News. Not your average news show, we cover stuff you didn't realize was news. From the wild and funny to the deep and hidden to the absolutely ridiculous. This is our weekly roundup. And so we're going to be talking about some of the weirdest stories in the news and dive a little deeper into them. As always, you know, we might have a few guests pop in along the way. I'm Mark Kendall, I'm an Atlanta-based comedian, and I'm just grateful to be here today. Nothing much more to add other than that. Uh, My amazing co-host Bill is away today, but we are joined by the incredible Ricky Boynton. Ricky is a phenomenal actor and comedian who you may recognize from the viral smash Too Many Cooks on Adult Swim, Heels on the Stars Network, and his hilarious videos on his at Ricky Random social media channels. Welcome, Ricky. Great to have you here. Hey, thanks. I'm glad to be back, man. Absolutely. And so, uh, Ricky, we're going to kick things off with the segment that we do with all of our guests called Giving Them Their Flowers. So this is where we give you a compliment. You just can't return it with a compliment. You got to accept the flowers. Uh, And Ricky, uh, the thing that I got to compliment you about is you have excellent, excellent taste. So I love going to you for recommendations about whatever it is. You know, this is crazy. This goes back several years. We were talking before a comedy show and the first time I'd ever heard about Cardi B was from you. You probably don't recommend, you don't probably don't remember this, but you're like, yeah, this person, Cardi B, great personality. And I was like, what? And then of course I found the amazing Cardi B. So I appreciate you for your taste uh, and opening me up to so many cool things. Really? I, I never know. <laughs> that I know happened. you don't remember that, but that happened. Yeah. Oh, wow. that's awesome, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I love Cardi B, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> we're going to move into our news nibbles for this week. So these are some quick, ridiculous headlines that caught our eye recently, starting out with this article from The Telegraph by Moira Ritter. And the headline is, Sinkhole Swallows Car Driving Down Road During Furious Rainstorm, Georgia Photos Show. Have you seen any pictures 
on this no no i haven't seen it i've heard about yeah, it yeah it's, 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 it's really wild so a car was swallowed by a sinkhole spanning the width of a road in georgia uh, so more than one road in the area the article says was damaged by heavy rain and this is in the athens area so athens is uh north of atlanta by a little bit yeah. uh and so there were photos posted in a january 4th Facebook post. Uh, Athens Clark County Police shared a photo of a gaping chasm in the road with the front bumper hood and windscreen of a white Honda Civic poking out on the right end of the road. It's a very dramatic looking photo. I almost didn't think it was real because I was like, sinkhole? Honda Civic? You know, it was it was pretty wild. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. That's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so then a second oh, photo shows the vehicle balanced above the hole uh, with its front and back bumpers resting on the road's ledge. Uh, more photos show places where the concrete roadway split down the middle and collapsed in on itself. Now, I've seen some pretty bad potholes, but I don't know if I've ever witnessed a sinkhole before. Have you? Yeah, me, no, never. I've, I've never witnessed a sinkhole whatsoever. That that scares the mess out of me, man. Um, yeah, is yeah. Like, are there like people, um, like organizations that, test stuff like that you know like people who like test for earthquakes and stuff that's a great question and i don't know like i wonder if it's a mix of things so you got the heavy rain but i also wonder if it's just the amount of damage that those roads have already sustained you know if right. i'm just guessing yeah. um so i i don't know i don't know what makes a road more or less vulnerable to a sinkhole and to then encounter one as you're driving is just like ah that's a lot yeah i'm just wondering like is there a way to like um, prepare for that, you know, mm-hmm. later in like lifespan of like that road and stuff like that. Um, have they ever taken that into consideration and st- uh, when they're developing those roads and stuff? I don't know. Yeah, but, absolutely, dude. That's just insane. It just looks like you know one of those disaster movies that you mm-hmm. that you see on TV and stuff or at movie theaters. And when it actually happens, you're just like, holy crap! They actually exist. This is real. Yeah. Yeah, weather is no joke. And that actually comes up in this next headline as well, which is from CBS News by Emily May Jacker. And the headline is Melted Butter Clogs Historic Canal and Storm Drains After a Dairy Plant Fire in Wisconsin. So the article goes on to say that a dairy plant caught fire in central Wisconsin recently, sending the melted contents of a storage room full of butter flowing through the building as it went up in flames. Uh, And that's from local authorities claimed that. And the runoff seeped into surrounding storm drains, as well as a large canal adjacent to the business, which ultimately clogged the waterway despite Cruz's efforts to contain the spread. And that's from CBS Chicago. How do you... Oh my gosh, man. Yeah. So there's a little more info on how it happened. So like officials determined that the fire began inside a room at the plant where butter was being stored. And the runoff occurred as a result of increasing heat throughout the building. Uh, The cause of the fire itself remains under investigation uh, from the fire department. They're saying they're still investigating that. But no, fortunately, you know, no injuries were reported uh, connected to that incident, which is which is great. But can you imagine like showing up at a fire and there's like actual butter spilling out of the seeping out yeah and and you had to ask like what what were y'all cooking i know like what what were you cooking you have so much butter if i was there i'll probably think like no like popcorn is gonna start popping out everywhere like all sides of the windows and stuff like that if i just see butter just seeping out 
Right. You, you know, this is, uh, you remember the end of Real Genius, the movie Real Genius with yes. Al Kilmer, yes. where they put a bunch of popcorn kernels in the in this building and then, you know, they direct sunlight at it. And so the whole place is filled with popcorn. You know, you watch that and you're like, ha that's a crazy movie idea. But then you read about this fire where there's butter spilling out. And you're like, oh man, maybe some of these movies are not as wild as I thought. So. It is just trying to tell us stuff like, you know, like subliminally. Yeah. Sub, subliminal. Uh, you know what I'm trying to say. They're trying to, sure. they like, um, they say that what's the, um, that conspiracy with the the Simpsons, like this, like Simpsons usually will have like an episode, oh. of, like you know something that's dealing with politics or the government, and then it'll actually happen. Right, 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 right. And like and like their premonitions and stuff, and like I just think stuff like that's crazy. But um, when you were talking about real geniuses, mm-hmm. uh, I cannot listen to that song. Um, Everybody wants to rule the world it's, by Tears for Fears without yeah. thinking of that ending of I real know. genius yeah yeah uh well the article goes on to say that after working to fight the fire for multiple hours firefighters from multiple area departments were able to contain and extinguish the blaze before it could spread past the firewalls and throughout the building and uh the portage fire department emphasizing that the butter runoff and heavy smoke slowed access to the structure so Mm-hmm. The butter was also serving as a barrier, which makes a lot of sense, but it's still just wild to read. Yeah, I was uh, just going to say, um, how do you clean that up? I don't know. How do you melt all that melted butter? Yeah, I know. I know a lot of it's burnt, but still, it's like, how do you clean? How do you clean it up? And how do they finally get access to the place? You know what I mean? I think that that's probably going to be an ongoing thing. So, a hazmat team also responded to the blaze and attempted to contain the runoff. Uh, flowing into the nearby storm sewers in addition to the Portage Canal. And so this canal at one point was used for commerce, but is now considered to be a historical landmark and plans for its restoration have been underway for years. So hopefully this butter fire accident does not, you know, delay those plans at all. So uh, we'll keep things moving and go on to this next story from Outsider.com from Caitlin Berard. And the headline is Enraged Crocodile Destroys Lawnmower to get back at noisy zookeeper. So, Ricky, this one's pretty wild. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a crocodile named Elvis, and this crocodile named Elvis has a rep for being, you know, angry and kind of having a short temper. Because when they were living out in the wild, wildlife officials were forced to capture him after he began wreaking havoc on fishing boats in the harbor near where he lived. So now... He's in Australian Reptile Park in New South Wales. And even when he's there, sometimes he'll throw hissy fits, according to this article. (laughs) And uh, he's a 15-foot crocodile, and he's been at this reptile park for 15 years. And in the whole time there, he's never harmed a zookeeper or anything like that. However, he does go after landscaping tools. So the article goes on to say that crocodile was taking a nap in his pond, in his enclosure, and then a zookeeper entered into Elvis's enclosure with the lawnmower. And the worker cranked up the mower and started on his task, and that woke up the crocodile. So Elvis, he has a rep for throwing tantrums from time to time. (laughs) He's not so pleased. So what happened is Elvis launched himself towards the operations manager, Tim Faulkner. Elvis chomped down on the mower attempting to wrench it from his grip. And for a few moments, Faulkner considered a match of tug of war against the croc, but then decided against it, which is probably the best idea he's ever had. Um, And so he allowed 
Elvis to just kind of take the lawnmower on his own. So Elvis dragged the lawnmower back to his pond and dunked it in the water, silencing it. (laughs) And so Faulkner was quoted as saying, once he got it, he just sat there and guarded it. It was his prize, his trophy. If it moved, then he would attack it again. But fortunately, you know, the crocodile, he didn't injure himself too bad. He did lose three of his teeth, um, but he was still okay. So the zookeepers, obviously, they couldn't just, like, leave the lawnmower in possession of this crocodile. So what they did was a team of folks distracted Elvis with some kangaroo meat, and then they went in, and they were able to retrieve the chewed-up lawnmower as well as his teeth. So, yeah. So it was interesting, but man, can you imagine trying to like keep a crocodile's work or live space nice and clean? And then you do, and it's like, no, 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 I'm gonna take this lawnmower. And you're like, I'm just, sure, you can have it. I'm just picturing the, um, the crocodile just coming out and like with this Clint Eastwood voice, it's like, get off my lawn. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you, because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. With amazing and crazy topics for picking to choose, you are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. All right, y'all, we're back with our weekly roundup episode. I'm joined by the amazing Ricky Boynton. Uh, We're going to keep talking about some news headlines that caught our eye recently. And this next one is from Erica Pandy from Axios. And the headline reads, America's public schools are losing students. Uh, The article goes on to say that the pandemic has supercharged a trend that has plagued districts across the U.S. for years. Uh, So what's happening is students are fleeing from public schools. Um, So public schools lose funding uh, as they lose students, and some schools have been forced to shutter altogether. And so, of course, that puts many millions of students at disadvantages, typically lower-income students in cities who can't turn to private schools or homeschooling. Uh, Public schools lost more than a million students from the fall of 2019 to the fall of 2020, and that's according to the National Center for Education Statistics. Uh, Enrollment fell from 50.8 million to 49.4 million. And so there are a number of factors that are causing this, but over the last decade, 
a number of states, including Michigan and New Hampshire, saw enrollment fall primarily due to declining birth rates, whereas others like Texas saw numbers rise due to immigration. Uh, However, the pandemic hit, right? And so Mm -hmm. public schools were subjected to state and local guidelines, and many of them flip-flopped on virtual versus in-person learning. And I got to imagine that that was just, I mean, we all know how stressful that was for everyone involved. And so is it more homeschooling now? Is it more private or? Well, that's a great question. So a number of things kind of happened, right? So you have widespread teacher and staff shortages uh, Mm -hmm. also exacerbated some problems of learning and students rapidly fell behind. uh, And so that pushed frustrated parents to just pull their kids out of school. So as a result, as you were saying, Ricky, as a result, the article says private schools and charter schools gained students. So and the number Mm -hmm. of homeschool students doubled to about five million, which is a crazy number. And just in general, like with teachers, um, shout out to them, man, because you really have to enjoy teaching to absolutely do do what they're doing. And for like the salary, they're getting paid for it. Um, Yeah, I don't I don't understand, man. Like, wow. Why can't we give them more funding? I don't get it. Yeah, I truly it's don't. A, it's a great question. And like, you know, going back and forth from virtual learning to in-person learning, that's really challenging too. I, I mean, I know that we've all like done a lot of the Zoom stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just this past weekend, I was on a Zoom and it, it wasn't even that long. But it was just like, it was so hard for me to pay attention. And I chose yeah. to be there. You know, I, I was choosing mm-hmm. to be there. So I can only imagine what it would be like if I was eight, nine, six, getting frustrated trying to learn how to read, you know, over Zoom. Or let's say I'd gotten used to Zoom and then I'm back in person and I'm dealing with all the social changes of trying to adjust to that, too. You know, you think in the next 10 years or so, um, all schooling will be via FaceTime or via Zoom or something like that? That's a good question. You know, so much has happened even just in the past three years. Yeah. I'm like, it's hard for me to even predict or try to think about what 10 years might look like. But I would imagine that there would continue to be more and more virtual options, whatever that looks like, though. I don't know. Yeah. Have you, have you seen that movie, The Time Machine? The one with, um, um, his name is Guy Pierce. No, I haven't. What's, what's that about? Uh, it's the guy, he creates the time machine and he goes, um, out of the past, he goes way too far in the future. Um, he's trying to get back, but also he's trying to help like this uh, new um, uh, civilization because mm-hmm. they're being they're about to be attacked by these monstrous type looking creatures. Okay. But um, anyway, um, what made me interested uh, about that was um, there was a part where Orlando Jones played a, a hologram. Mm-hmm. I think it was like for like a hist- hist- um, historical museum, like a library or something like that. But he mm-hmm. played a, ho- a hologram and he was teaching you stuff. And like towards the end of the movie where everything was trying to be re- rebuilt, he was in the, he ended up being the teacher for the new civilization. Interesting. And he was a hologram. Right. But that's why I was just like, is this where we're going to? You know, it's interesting that you say hologram because one, I've just seen holograms pop up much more over the past couple of years, but also just speaking of holograms and education specifically, several years ago, a friend of mine worked at the Buffalo Bill Museum in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. And you walked in and there's a hologram of someone dressed as, not actually Buffalo Bill, but dressed as Buffalo Bill, welcoming you to the museum 
and giving you facts about what it was like. And it's very immersive. And I can definitely imagine, you know, people that may no longer be with us in the future, they do get holograms of their bodies or whatever, you know, as they share their stories. And then that would go into a museum or a school or wherever. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I was thinking about like, um, with concerts, like when they had the Tupac hologram, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm just interested because I know with technology is always growing just every year, Mm -hmm. you know, there's always a different app for this, different app for that. And Maybe not in the next 10 years, but I would say pretty, um, down the line, I truly think it's going to be more holographic type things happening out there for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting technology that I don't know much about. But right. to your point, Ricky, like when I've seen concert footage of, you know, artists as holograms, it is super duper convincing. And I, I can't remember if we covered this on the show or not once, but ABBA you know, they're going back on tour, but they also made like virtual avatars of themselves to perform, you oh, know, cool. and they're like younger versions of themselves. And I'd be curious to see if that were to continue to happen more and more, even for artists that were still alive even, because, you know, like ABBA made these virtual avatars of themselves when they went okay. on uh, on stage. Can you picture if you're playing video games and now video games are holograms? For instance, have you seen the movie Animal? With uh, Scarlett Johansson and uh, Ewan McGregor. No, uh, what are, um, it's I want uh, it's basically about their um, it's called the island. Excuse me, um, and there are a bunch of people um, living on this uh, living um, in this commune or something like that. And every so often they'll have like a lottery where those people can go to the island. Oh, that Michael Bay movie, The Island? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I may have seen that once. I definitely remember the trailer. I can't remember if I saw the movie. Um, Well, there was one part where they were playing the video game, but the video game was was a fighting game, but it was them doing the actual moves, but they each had holograms of themselves fighting each other. Interesting. I I thought it was so cool. And I was saying, well, for it to be um, during that time period, uh, I forgot Mm -hmm. when the movie came out, just mm-hmm. picture what's going to happen pretty soon, because that'll right. be a lot of fun to do. I because right. I love fighting games just mm-hmm. in general, and to see mm-hmm. a um your own hologram mm-hmm. fighting, even if it's not necessarily of you, but just as a character, be so great to do. Be so great well, to see, man. You know, that'd be an interesting deep dive episode just about like how certain virtual sports or activities could replace things that would otherwise be more dangerous. You know, like. Oh, good point. Yeah. You know, because I mean, we've been talking, you know, football injuries have been on everyone's minds recently for sure, you know, and it's just like if they're, and I'm not, I don't know what the future would look like or whatever, but if there are certain sports where, you know, people were open to having virtual ver- versions of those, you know, I, I don't know. Um, yeah. But but if that would, if would that be a path towards maybe things uh, being safer for the players in some way where they would still play, but there be some sort of virtual aspect or some sort of buffer to protect them more. I, I don't know if that's where things could go, but but I know I know it's a deeper dive. But will people, uh, those sports purists, go for it? You know what I mean? 
Yeah, see, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if they would either. It, you know, because I do imagine that that would be several steps ahead. So I, I don't know if that would actually fully replace any of the contact sports that we do have, you know. But would, would you be interested in watching something like that? That's a good question. I mean, I, I don't know. You, you know, like, mm-hmm. like I play video games, you, you know, like, yeah. and that's entertaining. So... I guess if it was normalized, you know, like if it was out there and if it was normalized, I would imagine so, but I don't know. You know, I guess the question is like, would I watch a virtual boxing match instead of yes, like yeah. a real one? You, you know, and so I, but I don't know the answer to that, you know? So what about yeah. yourself? It'd be hard. It'd be <laughs> really hard because you, you're so used to seeing like actual people like doing those, um, those sports those acts just to see like the hologram i mean it'll be really cool to see but Mm -hmm. on a regular basis i don't know Mm -hmm. but at the same time who knows it'll be uh with like you said technology these days it'll be so lifelike where you might just be like oh this is great i'm i I love this so Mm -hmm. i don't know yet i don't know yeah so it's it's in the air i don't don't know man yeah yeah yeah. so i'm excited i'm I'm curious to see where that goes as well and you know and, and hopefully, you know, it can help education as well. So the article goes on to say that the federal government projects public school enrollment will fall even further to 47.3 million by 2030. And even districts that have seen rising numbers in recent years are expected to shed students. And as those numbers continue to drop, hopefully, you know, resources are able to be shared with students in more equitable ways because we've seen that there are a number of factors where public schools are not funded fairly. And of course, people being harmed by that the most are the students and, and their fam- families and their parents. Yeah. And, uh, well, is it, I mean, I mean, it's just, I know it's a weird question, but is it that hard to find funding for the schools? That's a great question. I, I think it's more about, I mean, I think about like the systems that are in place that create that inequality. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like, yeah. and so I think it's more so about looking at like, and that's what I meant. I meant, you yeah. know, like the money's out there. It's just why are we standing in the way? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, uh, I think in short, you know, the things that we've seen like racism, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like other forms of oppression that are unfortunately like cooked into our school systems. So, yeah, it's just, it's just frustrating. It's frustrating to see. Um, but hopefully we can, um, get some funding for those students because they, they go, they want to learn, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They, they want to go to school. They want to get the opportunities just like everyone else. But for some odd reason, uh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Man. Hopefully, you know, we were talking about holograms, maybe, maybe get some video game holograms in those schools. That'd be great. That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be right back with more ridiculous news after this short break. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd, cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. 
Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. All right, and we're back uh, with more Ridiculous News. I'm joined by the amazing Ricky Boynton. Uh, We're talking about some recent headlines that caught our eye recently. And so, Ricky, we were just talking about, you know, enrollment in public schools dropping. So another school story that popped up from Axios by Aaron Doherty that I thought was also interesting was Seattle schools sue tech giants, including TikTok and Meta, over youth mental health crisis. So the article goes on to say that Seattle Public Schools is suing social media companies, uh, saying that tech giants' misconduct has been a substantial factor in causing a youth mental health crisis. The lawsuit states, This mental health crisis is no accident. It is the result of the defendant's deliberate choices and affirmative actions to design and market their social media platforms to attract youth. The lawsuit goes on to say defendants have successfully exploited the vulnerable brains of youth, hooking tens of millions of students across the country into positive feedback loops of excessive use and abuse of defendants' social media platforms. The lawsuit alleges that defendants have violated Washington State's public nuisance law. This is really interesting seeing public schools like suing Meta, suing TikTok, saying like, hey, you know, your your programs are having a negative impact on these kids. Ooh, to play devil's advocate, is it actually their fault? Like, are they forcing the kids to watch that? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I know that sounds bad the way I'm saying it. What I mean by that is, uh, well, maybe, you know, talk to the kids more about like, hey, this is how it's perceived on social media. Maybe some cla- maybe a class about it you know, um, a discussion, open discussion about it, and see what the kids think, you know? Perhaps. So the article goes on to say it got a statement from Google spokesperson Jose Castaneda saying, uh, on behalf of Google, uh, we have invested heavily in creating safe experiences for children across our platforms and have introduced strong protections and dedicated features to prioritize their well-being. For example, Through FamilyLink, we provide parents with the ability to set reminders, limit screen time, and block specific types of content on supervised devices, Castaneda said. Uh, And so while Google might be doing some things, you know, to protect the kids and things like that, ultimately, though, like Google and all these places make their money by being addictive, you know, so they're not going to completely change it to where you're not wanting to scroll TikTok constantly, you know, so they're not changing that. So even if they put some parental controls in there. I mean, I don't have any kids, but if I did, I don't think I would really know 
how to keep them off of it. You know, if I gave them access yeah. to it, I don't know how I would structure Google, TikTok, Facebook in such a way that it wouldn't ultimately have some of the negative effects of social media. And the main reason I, I'm just saying that is my opinion. The main reason I feel that way is just like, as an adult, I struggle with it, you know? So, so I can only yeah. imagine as a kid. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and you know, take what I say with a grain of salt as well, because I don't have any kids, so I can't say myself also on how to handle that situation. I was just saying, you know, you're, you're right. Yeah, it can be addictive for uh, kids and adults, yes. But at the same time, are you going to go after YouTube as well? And then like every social media you know, platform that's out there? And like, how, do, how else do you handle taking care of that situation? Because it's like somebody's always going to be offended. Sure, sure. Yeah, I think that that's a great question. I wonder, you know, I don't know what caused the lawsuit necessarily. I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. they're, they're talking about the mental health crisis. I'm not sure exactly like what they're trying to get out of the lawsuit. However, I think this is maybe just an effort to keep these larger tech giants accountable, you know? Yeah. So, okay. so maybe that's part of it. Again, this is just uh, me guessing. So you have statements from these social media giants talking about the steps that they've tried to take to make things better. So, for example, the article says, Meanwhile, Antigone Davis, global head of safety at Meta, said in a statement that the firm wanted teens to be safe online by saying, uh, We've developed more than 30 tools to support teens and families, including supervision tools that let parents limit the amount of time their teens spend on Instagram and age verification technology that helps teens have age-appropriate experiences, Davis added. We'll continue to work closely with experts, policymakers, and parents on these important issues. Uh, the article says that TikTok did not immediately respond to Axios's request for comment. But, you know, there's uh, Facebook whistleblower Francis Hogan in 2021 testified that the tech giant is aware that some of its platforms are harmful to certain populations, including teenagers, but targets them anyway. Uh, the lawsuit said that from 2009 to 2019, there was an average of 30% increase in the number of students at Seattle Public Schools who reported feeling, quote, so sad or hopeless almost every day for two weeks or more in a row that they stopped doing some usual activities. So, and, and I think, Ricky, what you were kind of saying earlier, and, and you can let me know if this isn't what you were saying, but I think what you're trying to say is like, well, is it all social media? And it's probably like social media is like one aspect of it, you know? Right. Yeah. So, it's, so, so, so. So, you know, it's not just social media. It's also probably like other things happening as well, you know, exactly. like in yeah. a pandemic, yeah. you know, that, yeah. that causes, uh, you know, this mental health crisis. There's also what happens at schools and at home. So it's a number of factors, but I suppose that this lawsuit specifically is specifically targeting, you know, tech giants role in this larger crisis, perhaps. Yeah. And, you hit it, and I apologize if I, if I wasn't saying it correctly. Oh, no, um, you said it great. Yeah. yeah. No, um, I was just, like I was saying, you know, um, there's more to it, I think, right. than just social media. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. Um, because, yeah, I totally agree. It's very addicting, and it's, uh, it can be very tough to stop scrolling and stuff like that. But I was just trying to say, is it only social media that's mm. making mm -hmm. this, that's um, in its factors? Like, do, and... Like I was saying earlier, like you know, are there like you know group discussions and stuff like that? They probably already have been, you know. Right, so we don't yeah. know, we don't know everything that happened. So I right. I can see that um, that point come across. But I I tell you what, if 
um, if the state of Washington wins that lawsuit, that's going to open up the floodgates for numerous states coming in the, in the future. I tell you that much, man. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Uh, well, we got one more article, and I'm not a farmer. I don't know a whole lot about farming, but this headline just kind of caught my eye because it was interesting. So this is from uh, BBC News by Monica Miller. And the headline is, U.S. farmers win right to repair John Deere equipment. So tractor maker John Deere has agreed to give its U.S. customers the right to fix their own equipment. I didn't know that that was illegal. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. So previously, farmers were only allowed to use authorized parts in service facilities rather than cheaper independent repair options. So Deere & Co., they're one of the largest uh, equipment manufacturers that there are for farming equipment, right? So okay. consumer groups have for years... I mean, calling on companies to allow their customers to be able to fix everything from smartphones to tractors. And the American Farm Bureau Federation, AFBF, and Deere & Co. signed a memorandum of understanding recently. Uh, so the article goes on to say, it addresses a long-running issue for farmers and ranchers when it comes to accessing tools, information, and resources while protecting John Deere's intellectual property rights and ensuring equipment safety. Uh, and that's from AFBF president Zippy Duval, which is a fantastic name. Um, <laughs> so under this agreement, uh, equipment owners and independent technicians will not be allowed to divulge trade secrets or override safety features or emissions controls or to adjust agricultural equipment power levels. But they can go to independent entities to get their tractors fixed, which is really interesting. Because uh, I didn't know that they couldn't before. Me, you know? me either. Yeah. Me either. Um, I guess what um independent um companies would be what cheaper, I guess, uh, for the farmers. I think the idea is that it'd be cheaper options. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And farmers are a part of a grassroots right to repair movement that has been putting pressure on manufacturers to allow customers in independent repair shops. Uh, to fix their devices. In 2022, Apple launched a self-service repair scheme, giving customers the ability to replace their own batteries, screens, and cameras of recent iPhones. And then the article goes on to say that the UK and European Union have policies enforcing manufacturers to make spare parts available to customers and independent companies for some electronics. So it feels like this is part of like a larger discussion around like what manufacturers are uh, making available for their consumers when it comes to right. repairs. Right. Because like with, um, with Apple, I would say um, a lot of the, a lot of the money you spend on, it's not necessarily the phone itself. It's all the accessories and all the upgrades and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of times you can't find it unless you go to like an Apple store or like online and stuff like that. But yeah. So it is, yeah, it's definitely a bigger issue. Um, with the farmers, though, man, I'm glad they're allowing them to go to independent companies because that'll help them and it'll help us. Because you know, uh, it's been kind of um, been hard out here ever since the pandemic, especially with like you know produce and like you know different foods and stuff. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this kind of story continues. So according to the European Parliamentary Research Service, they had a quote saying, consumers have long been complaining that products not only tend to break down faster than they used to, but the repairing them is often too costly, difficult to arrange for lack of spare parts, and sometimes impossible. And so you have some places like New York and Massachusetts in the U.S. Uh, that have passed similar measures. So President Biden signed an executive order in 2021 
calling on the Federal Trade Commission to draw up a countrywide policy allowing customers to repair their own products, particularly in the technology and agriculture sectors. Cool. Um, the only thing I would say about it is um, for the, the original companies that the um, products came from, like John Deere, et cetera, mm-hmm. it'll be real hard, you know, to justify, like, if someone has, you know, fixed their own um, equipment, but then come back to you and say, like, you know, this is an issue. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because so, mm-hmm. now they can say, well, you were trying to fix it and you might have damaged the equipment. You know That's what I mean? That's yeah. like, how, how do they handle that? I wonder. That's a good question. That's a good question. And I guess, I guess we'll see. So, uh, well, Ricky, it's been great having you on the show today. So we're going to move on to our final segment called The Spring of Inspiring Inspiration. So this is when we read an inspiring quote to end things on a positive note. Today's quote comes from the amazing Frank Ocean. And their quote is, work hard in silence. Let your success be the noise. That was pretty good. Yeah, that's uh, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So, Ricky, what's the best way for folks to follow you, support you uh, in the meantime? Um, I'm under Ricky Random, R-I-C-K-E-Y-R-A-N-D-O-M, one word, on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. So, you know, you have a chance to know, come check me out. Absolutely. Follow Ricky. Uh, check out his stuff. And as always, thank you for tuning into Ridiculous News. We know you have a lot of choices on what to listen to, so we say this genuinely. Thank you. Email us at ridiculousnews at iheartmedia.com and on Facebook and IG. Follow Ridiculous News and you can check out our comedy videos at Mark Kendall Comedy. Bye, y'all. Ridiculous News is hosted by Mark Kendall and Bill Worley. Executive producers are Ben Bolin and Noel Brown. Produced and edited by Tari Harrison. Research provided by Casey Willis. And theme music by Four Eyes and Dr. Delight. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learned something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.